Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. How good is worship? How good is the Spirit of God getting around people's lives? And uh, this morning, uh, I I just want to carry on just for a short time. I'm going to share for a moment, but um, in this Christmas time, and, and my title is this, Christmas is... You know, Christmas is a time where we come together as family. Christmas is a time where the whole world stops. Have you noticed that? It's a time where the whole world stops. Whether you believe in God or not, you stop. Why? For those that don't believe in God, they want the public holiday. True? (laughs) So don't change it. You know, if you don't want the public holiday, if you don't believe, just don't take the holiday. I'm okay with that. But, But what I'm saying is it's a time where the world just stops no matter what. And it's a time where the world just stops and actually considers those around them, whether they agree with them or not. Have you noticed that? It's a time where, you know, just for a moment, maybe your family is great and hunky dory and it's like high-fiving everyone, but some families, you know, there's a little bit of tension in the air. Anyone like that? Any family like that? But there's almost, on Christmas Day, it's almost like a truce. The white flag comes out and everyone's high-fiving each other. Even if it's for half an hour, it lasts for half an hour, it's like there's a miracle. God is moving. Okay, I've got too personal right there with a lot of families here. But there's those moments, those times, and, and I, I love reading the stories throughout history. I love, you know, on Facebook, there's these things that go around, but it always reminds me of that one in 19, what is it, 1914 in the First World War, where on Christmas Eve, the guns had stopped between the British Army and the German Army. And all of a sudden, through the trenches, you could hear of the night through the mist and, and through that night where the, the armies, both armies, singing Christmas carols. Both. In that moment where they just started singing and back and forth, they would sing carols to each other. This was an enemy. This was at Christmas Eve. They're singing and they're back and forth across you know, the enemy lines. They're in their trenches and they're, they're singing carols to each other. It sounds a bit like today is that you walk out and all of a sudden in the shops you've got carols. Down the street you've got carols. You mightn't believe the same thing as that person, but they're singing carols as well. And so there's this moment in time during the First World War where they're singing carols. And then all of a sudden day breaks on the 25th, which is Christmas Day, and all of a sudden the German army started to get out of their trenches and the British looked across and noticed that they were unarmed. And they're coming across and, and they're still singing. They, they started you know, shouting out, Merry Christmas. And they started bringing presents over to the British army. All of a sudden, the British worked out what was happening. They got out of their trenches and they started exchanging you know, cigarettes, pudding and those things that they had. And so all of a sudden, this Christmas day, the war had stopped for a moment in time so that they could share in a Christmas joy, so that they could celebrate Christmas. They couldn't celebrate with their families, but they celebrated with an enemy. Uh, They celebrated with a total stranger exchanging gifts on this day. You start to read through the history books, and then all of a sudden, the World Cup started. Like, honestly, some of you thought that the World Cup started in 1930, and Argentina lost the first World Cup. It started... On 1914, between the British and the German, right there, 
when the merry cheer had settled down, they decided to play, some would say, the greatest sport in all history, soccer. I would have picked rugby league, but anyway. But all of a sudden, they started playing a friendly game. But after the day, after that day, they went back to war. But isn't it amazing how one occasion stops the world? One occasion stops and puts the world in one point, in one time, in one place with one thought. Appreciation for life. Appreciation for others. Consideration, good cheer, goodwill. And we see that throughout our life and through us as a church right now, through what we do as we stop and we consider together collectively, how can we bless those less fortunate than us? How can we bless those in need? And then for other of us in this room, we, we come collectively, but then also too, individually, we look for needs in our own community fulfilled. We look for those around us, our family members, those ones that are in need. Maybe they live next door. We look and we say, how can we bless those that maybe don't know us? Maybe we've never spoken to them down the street, but somehow right now, I just want to bless my street. I just want to bless my neighbours. I just want to do something so that they will know the love of Christ. You know, I don't have to say, peace be with you, Jesus be with you, all that. I just go, you know what, here, I just want to bless you then all of a sudden they start to look at you a bit strange. What do you want? But then they realize it's Christmas time. What is the meaning of Christmas? The greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ coming to earth. Coming to earth in a manger. The divine taking off his robe of divinity and coming down and being with us. And this is the moment, this is the time that we celebrate. You and I, we celebrate this moment, we declare the name of Jesus. Do you know that at Christmas time, or really just any time, is that eight out of ten people are just waiting to be asked to come to church? If you asked ten people, eight of them would be willing to come with you. It's a time where we can go and we can just invite, we can say, hey, how about you come? It's a time where we can lay forth an invitation for people to come and receive the gift that we've received, life and life abundantly. It's a time of appreciation. You know, in Luke chapter 2, 8 to 14, it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is a born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Glory to God in the highest. This is a time where we come to celebrate. This is a time as Christians where we say, Glory to God in the highest. We thank you right now. We stop and we glorify your name. You know, I believe this is that Christmas is a time of acknowledgement of the Son of God. 
It's where we stop and acknowledge him in this way. It's a stop where we stop. It's a sign of respect. It's a sign of honour. You know, when you acknowledge Jesus in this way, you are giving him the ability to have influence over your life. When we stop and acknowledge Jesus that he came to earth, when we stop and acknowledge the story, when we stop and acknowledge the birth of Christ, what we're acknowledging is we stop and acknowledge and it gives him the ability to have influence in our life. It's a time of remembrance. You know, Christmas is a time of refocus, of acknowledge who he is to you. You know, it's acknowledging loved ones, it's acknowledging families, acknowledging friends, it's acknowledging neighbours, but it's acknowledging who he is in your life. It's a time of positioning him in a place he is supposed to be in our life. Why do you think we come on Christmas Day to a service? It's an hour out of our day. Why do we come? Why? Because we're saying, God, I'm putting you in this slot. It's a time where my family just stops and we come and we worship God. We celebrate with extended family, but it's a time where we go, God, here we are, I'm giving it to you. And I would pray this, is that whether you're here or whether you're away for Christmas, find yourself in church with your family. Traditions, build traditions in the young ones, in those that you have around your life, is that when you stop, what you're saying to your family right now is this day, the reason we have this day is not because we deserve it, It's because of who he is. It's because of what our God has done to us. It's an acknowledgement. It puts him in his rightful place. You know, the shepherds acknowledged him as a saviour who is the Lord, Christ the Lord. The angels acknowledge it's Christ the Lord, it's your saviour. The shepherds came and they found him there in that place and they acknowledged him as their saviour. They acknowledged him as the Christ. The wise men came And they found him, but they acknowledged him as the king. You know, who do you acknowledge Jesus as today in your life? Who do you acknowledge him today? What is that acknowledgement you give him today? Who do you acknowledge Jesus to be today in your life? The second thing is Christmas is a time of appreciation. It's a time of appreciation for the greatest gift of all, salvation. It's where God sent Jesus. Jesus came as the greatest gift. His purpose was to lay his life down for you and I. His purpose, his sole purpose was to lay his life down for you and I to come in human form, to walk this earth, to lay his life down, to hang on a cross so that you and I can come into connection with a heavenly father. That was the plan. That was his purpose. Purpose, and he knew what his purpose was. From the very beginning, he knew the purpose. His purpose was that appreciation to God is one of the highest forms of prayer that you could ever have. It acknowledges his presence and faithfulness in our lives. It's a time, it's the greatest, it's the highest thing that we could ever do is the appreciation of our salvation is going, God, I just appreciate what you've done for me. Well, God, right now, I just appreciate that you sent your son. I appreciate 
you know, that Mary was obedient. I appreciate that Joseph, you know, was an honorable man. I appreciate, you know, that that guy gave up the stable. I appreciate that the angels came, that, you know, that the shepherds came and bowed. I appreciate, you know, that the fact that the wise man, but God, more than that, I appreciate your son and what he did. And that it was a fulfillment of the prophecy. It was a fulfillment of the law. It was a time where he put on flesh. He came down and he delivered all humanity. You and I. Look, I appreciate that moment. The gift of salvation. Think back. Where were you without Christ? When you received that gift. Appreciation can be shown in many ways. It can be shown in a handwritten letter. It can be shown in words of affirmation, in acts of service, a small gift. And we come to a time of Christmas and you find that all these things of appreciation are wrapped up in Christmas where there are cards that are being given out. Words of affirmation coming to those that we love. It's a time where we stop and we appreciate the gift of God, but also too we appreciate the gift of those closest to our life that God has positioned around us. Hmm. But what do you buy someone who has everything? Did anyone else have that issue? What do you buy someone that has everything? Or better still, husbands, what do you buy your wife when you're supposed to know her every thought? And she leaves hints around the house, magazines open, circled. This is what I want six months in advance. And I still get to that week out. And I'm like, babe, so... What do you want for Christmas? And she looks at me with those eyes. Husbands are like, oh. But how do you think the wise men felt? What do you get the savior of the universe? What do you get the king of all kings? We come bearing gifts. I reckon they would have had a hard time. Checking online, Maya Express. Oh, a bit of gold. Okay, we'll get a bit of gold, get a bit of frankincense, we'll, a bit of myrrh. We got it covered. Like, you know, what do you do? Hmm. An act of appreciation is giving something of one's substance or oneself to those that we love. Christmas is that time. Psalm 50, verse 14, it says, I am God, most high. The only sacrifice I want is for you to be uh, thankful and to keep your word. What do you give God? This Christmas, what do you give God? All he's after. (laughs) The only sacrifice I want is for you to be thankful. I just want you to be thankful. I just want you to come to a place of thankfulness, of just being able to thank me this year. I want you to thank me. He wants us to come with a heart of thanksgiving and that we would just keep his word. That is the greatest gift any Christian could give God. Not just at Christmas, but all year round. 
coming with a heart of thankfulness. And for some of us here, it's like, well, I, I don't know, where do I start with that thankfulness? How do I express my thankfulness to God? Well, well let me say this, is it just express it in a prayer from the heart. Just put yourself away for five minutes and, and just thank him for who he is in your life. You know, maybe you could start with a short prayer like this. God, sometimes life gets me down and I, I find it hard to see the things to be thankful for. God, how about you open my eyes to see the gifts that you've given me in my life this Christmas. I'm going to start by thanking you for loving me enough to come to earth and to die so that we can live together. Amen. Maybe that's just the start. God, open my eyes. Open my eyes to see as you see. You know, this morning God gave the greatest gift of all and that was his son. And I want to ask this question this morning is that do you know the son? Have you opened up the greatest gift from God? Have you ever opened it up and that gift is salvation, that gift is accepting Jesus as his son. And this morning, I don't know where you're at, I don't know everyone in this building, but I want to ask the question, is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Have you accepted the invitation from God? Have you accepted the invitation? The invitation, it was for the multitudes, but it was always for the individual. Friend, it was always for you. It was always for me. And as a gift, you can choose to accept the gift or deny the gift. And unfortunately, there are many people throughout the world today that reject the gift. But there are many more that accept the gift throughout history. And as soon as you accept the gift of salvation, accept the gift of God, accept His Son, that He came to earth, you know, as soon as you unwrap that gift, your life begins. Your life begins in many more ways than you could ever imagine. Is it all of a sudden those things that, that look huge around your life, all of a sudden those things that, that look like, you know what, that mountain, though, those circles, that all of a sudden you have this gift that you've opened, you have the Spirit of God that comes around you, you have Jesus walking with you. And then all of a sudden, that loneliness that you have within your life starts to come out and all of a sudden, it's fulfilled with God himself. Don't leave this place without accepting him. Don't leave this place without accepting the greatest gift of all, his son. Amen. We need to have an appreciation of the gift. An appreciation of the gift. The gift that God has given us. Today, do you have an appreciation of that gift? And my last point is this. Christmas is a time of worship. It's a time of worship. It's a time where we come to worship. Matthew 2, verse 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened the their treasures, they presented gifts to him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's a time of worship. I read through the story of the wise men. The shepherds acknowledged him as Jesus Christ. The angels declared to them as Jesus Christ. But when the 
wise men came. They came. <laughs> they came with, with the, the appreciation, but they came with worship. They came with worship. You know, when the wise men worshipped Jesus, it was the, actually the first thing that they did. Is that they came and they worshipped him, then offered the gifts. You know, when we come to God, when we come to that time of just coming to appreciate him, when we come to that time and just stopping, the first thing we should do is just worship. It comes with that acknowledgement of Jesus, we're just going to worship you. God, we're just going to worship you for who you are. Not just for what you've done, but God, for who you are. My heart of worship, I I sing out to you, I, I praise you, Lord God. Why? Because when you start to worship God, what you're saying is you're saying, God, I'm worshiping you because I'm recognizing you right now as my king. As my king. And this is what I find today is that a lot of us, we're, we're quite happy to, you know, keep God, to keep him as our savior. Why? Because as our savior, you know what? He saved me. Yeah. But as soon as you transfer and say, God, you're my king, puts a whole other emphasis on it. Because what it says is it says, you know what? You're my king and I'm willing to obey your word. You're my king and I am willing to do whatever you say. But God, when he's your savior and not your king, it just means that, you know what? He saved me. I can do whatever I want. I'm free indeed. Yeah, I'm free indeed. Mark, can you help me out on that one? But when it comes to this, wise men came and they bowed and they said, God, we're going to worship you. Why? Because you are my king. They were kings in their own right. Some say that they had like a posse of 400 just to guard the gifts that they were carrying. That's enough guards to get anyone's attention. They rock up, they give the gifts, but it's this, we worship you. They fell down and they worship and they put him in his rightful place. Is that Jesus, you are king, you are the Messiah, you are the saviour. Today, will you acknowledge him? Will you appreciate him? But will you worship him first? Will you worship him first? John 4, 23 to 24 says this, But the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. This Christmas, will you worship him in spirit and truth? God seeks true worshipers, wise men and women who worship Jesus. Wise men and women worship Jesus. It gets me every time how some people skip the worship. They skip the praise. They get here just in time for the preaching. And I know the preaching's pretty good. Thanks. I I know it's pretty good, but we're missing the point. Is that he loves his followers. He loves each and every one of us to come and just pour our heart out first, to come and pour our heart out and just worship him in spirit 
and truth. And what I find and what I love is that when we can lift our hands, when we can worship God with spirit and truth, this is what I love, is that most of the time, when we are pure before God, when we lift up, He brings healing, He brings restoration, He brings revelation in those times. In those times of worship is a time where God can speak to you. Whether it's in private or corporate, it's a time where you lock yourself away and you worship and you say, God, you are King of kings, you are Lord of lords, and right now I put you on your rightful place. This Christmas, this moment, this time, right now I will worship you, I will shout out, praises to you. I I will put you back on that throne. And as you start to pour out your heart, as you start to stand there in reverence, in awe of who he is upon your life, he downloads from heaven. His spirit comes and ministers to your spirit. But he's waiting for those that hunger and thirst. He's waiting for those that are willing to come and seek him. Today, will you worship Him in spirit and truth before you go any further? Today, will you worship Him in spirit and truth? And this morning, I've asked the guys just to come and we're just going to worship for a moment. Before you go into this Christmas, and it's the Sunday before Christmas, and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, I want to say, you know what? Go and celebrate. Go and be with family. And you might not be here Sunday. You could be off with family. But please find yourself in a church somewhere. Ask your family to join you. Put God first on that day. But being the Sunday before Christmas, this is what I would ask is that before we go today, will you worship Him in spirit and truth? Will you spend a moment before we go here saying, God, you are King. I have acknowledged you as saviour of my life, but right now, I just want to adjust myself right now before Christmas. I just want to adjust myself. I just want to put you in your rightful place. I want to put your lordship over my life. And I would acknowledge you as king and put you uh, first and foremost in my life. You know what I love about standing up here saying this? It's because there are some people that squirm at the mention saying Jesus is king because we live in a day and age where I'm king and it's all about me but the gospel turns it up on its head and it says hey listen hey listen and I'm just going to put it out there is that for some of us in this moment right now we're going to have to deal with pride deal with a few things is if we're going to get this right, we want to walk in the blessing of God, we want to walk in the favour of God we actually just need to go, God right now, I'm just going to humble myself this morning and this Christmas, this moment, this time forth, in this season, where the whole world stops we're just going to acknowledge you as King no matter what is going on around our world and what, what is going on around our nations, socially, politically, whatever that is, but we know that God is still king and God has the world in the palm of his hands and that we can stand with trust in God and say, God, today you are king.
and we will worship you in spirit and truth. And we know that when we walk out those doors, we will walk with the authority of heaven and nothing will touch us. Thank you for listening. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We encourage you to tell someone about your decision and pray and read the Bible every day. We also recommend attending a church in your local area. We have many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We are so excited to see you there.